Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Sticky Carpets, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Michelle, and my partner in crime, Juliet. It'll be about our adventures in live music, gigging around Hobart, and sometimes wider across the state of Tasmania and even across the world. This week, Jules and I will be discussing the pros and cons of going to big festival gigs as opposed to the small intimate gigs. We'll have a look at St. Patrick's Day and whether or not the piano accordion is the best instrument in the whole world. We also had the opportunity to see a couple of our favourite all-time singer-songwriters and we'll have a bit of a chat about that. Hi, Jules. Hello, and thank you for listening, Sticky Carpet family. We love you. We need to decide, are our fans... Thanks for being fans. Oh, sorry, that's a bit presumptuous. Thank you, fan. No, you they're are? definitely fan. Oh, they're fan. They're listeners and fans. And I'm sure. What, what, we could have a nickname for our fans. Mm-hmm. You know, like carpeteers. Carpeteers. <laughs> yeah, so the carpeteers. Hi, carpeteers. Um, you know, or the the stickies. <laughs> I'm not really sure. No, I don't think that quite works. I don't think. Hi, stickies. No, I think it's got to be. We want to go with the carpeteers. I reckon. Yeah, carpeteers. Carpeteers. Hi. Welcome, Carpeteers, to the first version of our podcast. Yes. And thank you. We love you. We love you. Each week we're going to talk about some things that we've seen and things that we experience and some crazy things that we might get up to. And we might give you a bit of a heads up about some things that are coming up so you can get out there and have the same sorts of adventures as us. Get off the couch, as it were. I mean, who wouldn't want to be like us? Um, no one. You're right. <laughs> So, Capiteers, my first dilemma is what is best? Big festivals with lots of people and lots of bands or small intimate gigs? Mm, it's, there is a bit of an efficiency or like economies of scale, isn't there? Because if you're at a big festival, like we've been to a few, the um, the Port Ferry festivals and the um, – what was the other one that we went to that was close to Melbourne? The Queenscliff Music oh, Festival. Yeah, Best. so many bands in such a short amount of time. And it's also like you're in that zone, like literally and metaphorically. I yeah. mean, who doesn't want a weekend of eating, drinking and listening to bands? Yeah. Who doesn't want that? I know one person that wouldn't want that. <laughs> he, he might come around. There's, there's, there's this fellow that lives in the same house as me called his grumpiness. Now, mm. he couldn't stand it because of the people. And this, to be fair, the downside is the people. Yeah. I mean, we know Port Fury Folk Festival, amazing music. Mm. The people, people, on the other mm. hand. Mm. Queenscliff were great, friendly people. Yeah. Queenscliff, they were pretty good. They didn't mind if you put your chairs down or yeah. didn't put your chairs down or, yeah. But what about the... That's the multi-day festival. What about mm. the one-off gig, the botanical gardens? Mm. And I saw lots of bands. What was that called? It was called something exciting. Oh, um, I'm sure some <laughs> of you guys were at the, at that queuing up at that queuing gig up, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, picnic at botanical gardens. Picnic at botanical with music. Gardens with music. <laughs> I can't believe I'm just so old. I just can't. <laughs> if I don't write stuff down, I can't remember. You're always looking forward. And all what... I can think of is Coconut Club. Oh. Because I got VIP tickets. I purchased mm. VIP tickets like a squillion years ago. And I thought, yeah, because that's what I want to get. I'll get VIP tickets and then I won't have to put up with people. And the worst thing about festivals, I won't have to go to a toilet. Uh. 
that 50 million people have been, oh, my God, I can't stand the I don't toilets. Mi- I don't mind it. Michelle hates it. <laughs> Just, anyway. So when you went to that that venue, Botanical Gardens, with all those and all those other people and all those bands, <gasps> well, she's thought of it. She's remembered. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 that's okay. I want to know, like, we're trying to find that that sweet spot <laughs> where you um, you get the maximum enjoyment with the minimum fuss. Mm. Yes. So I, I figure I had it um, done at the Somersault Festival. I don't even know what that is. What is it? That's what I went to. At the Botanical Gardens? At the Botanical Gardens. I just remembered the Somersault Festival. Somersault Festival. You have never referred to it. As that in in conversation, you she didn't forget. She just bloody never knew. I never knew. Summer Salt <laughs> Festival at the Botanical Gardens. Okay, I went to that and took along Doozy Banjo. Oh, we love our him. He's pretty great. Mm. Um, and best banjo player we know who doesn't go out and play the banjo anywhere. Mm. He's been playing it for two years. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Inspirational. We went. With, I went with Doozy Banjo, and I got the VIP tickets, and they were ridiculously expensive compared to the thing. And I don't know what I was thinking other than I don't like toilets that other people have been to. But then they, at the last minute they changed it and said, too bad, you have to go to all the toilets with everyone else. <laughs> and I was so angry. I was so angry. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to ring them up. I'm going to ring them up and say, you need to give me my money back because you've changed it. And, and then I, you know. My usual laziness kicked in and I you know, just thought, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay, I'll go to your festival with, the, with these amazing acts. Yeah. So so I kept my VIP tickets and Banjo Doozy and I got dropped off by his grumpiness and I've never, ever been so glad to have VIP tickets. There were benefits then. There were benefits. So you, we got a dedicated entry line. Mm-hmm. So as we walked past the probably 200 <laughs> metres of people that were sort of four people wide, just strutting past with our chairs and they're going, you got to go to the back of the line. So there were a few glares then. Yeah, lots of glares. And, mm-hmm. and but we didn't need to, so off we go, we've got coconut club mm-hmm. tickets. And so we go in, no line, we're, you know, no one in the line for the, and I thought, oh my God, I, I would have paid a hundred bucks for that. Really? If, if, if I'd have turned up, Oh, because you would have had to wait. In. Oh, my God. Uh, if I turned up without VIP tickets, mm. I wouldn't have gone in. Was... Yeah, so I remember you saying that, like, stuff this, I'm going home. Yeah. It just would have been terrible. So, um, and the gates opened at 4 p.m. and the first act started at 4.10. Oh, no. <laughs> it was, and so we we might have got in halfway through the first song and we sat down and we saw Emily Waramara. She is oh. beautiful. Have you seen no, her? No, I haven't. Oh, I saw her at Nika Fields. How did you miss that? Um, I was um camping or parenting. Yeah, something so, fun. Beautiful singer, and she does a song called um. See, this is what happens if I don't write things down. Black mm. smoke, and she just some beautiful, and she's so lovely, and just anyway. So I love, we love her. It's pays to be a nice person. Yeah, people so, like your music even so more. After we got our seats right at the front because we we're VIP <laughs> Coconut walked, Club, <laughs> the Coconut Club, walking past mates that were like, you know. 50 oh. metres back, waving to them. And, and they go, no, where, where, where are we going? We're we going up the front. <laughs> that was fantastic. Mm. Um, then we went and got our free cocktails oh. with um, rum and tropical Red Bull, because who doesn't like tropical Red Bull? 
and no one, I don't reckon. <laughs> His grumpiness is putting his hand up. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, so, yeah, so we sat at the front and then Boy and Bear played and they are excellent. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't so, know them at all. I've only heard good things, though. I, I hadn't heard much of them either, but in, if you, do yourself a favour to quote uh, oh another, another famous oh. um, music reviewer who's nearly as good as us, I'm quite nearly. sure. Um, so, yeah, so he's they were really great. And then it was John Butler. Hmm. He is a very talented man. Yes, he is. He's a little bit too... He's not to my taste, but a, then... He's a bit much for me. He's, oh. he's very enthusiastic about being a good person. I'm not that enthusiastic about being good. Oh. <laughs> you know, save the planet and... Oh. Yeah. I... No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something positive to say. Yeah, but so we do. We love the idea, surely. He's, yeah, yeah. But I also love the idea of everyone... Benefiting from everything, which yeah. is of, of course impossible. Yeah, so he can he can go off and save the world. Mm. I think, and I'll just stay at home and listen to music. Yeah, and say, "Well done, John. I'll come to you. To, I'll come to your concert and pay you money." Mm. Um, and then the Teskey Brothers were on. Oh, they're they good too. Great. And they did a cover. Oh, they did a cover, an in excess cover. No, that's not right. Lies, yes, it is. Just lies. They did an in excess cover, and I'll think about. Was what it my favourite one? Don't change. No, it was the one that Port Adelaide play. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that one. Um, Never tear us apart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so they did Never tear us apart, and that was amazing. It was just like with with Josh Teskey's voice, and then there was a big brass section in the middle eight. And it was, oh it was wow! A, yeah, so that was fantastic. Oh, Point Bear did a mm-hmm. cover of Fall at Your Feet by Crowded House. Oh, my goodness, it was so good. We don't mind a good cover. I can remember when I was really – we've talked about this before, but I was kind of really – what's the word when you look down on something um, towards covers? But I've since discovered that bands don't mind doing covers because it's it's kind of a nod to the person who wrote it and it's it's really quite respectful and it's just a – yeah, it's a really nice thing. To, it's a really yeah. interesting thing to do. Whilst original music is where it's at and what's mm, what I love, mm. I love a good cover by a good band because it gives me context for that band mm. to be able to hear how they do it. And they did this, um, Boy and Bear did um, Fall at Your Feet and they merged it into Heart of Gold somehow. It was, oh. Gosh, it was so good. We love merging. We know who does merging the best. <laughs> Brett Collins. Medley King. <laughs> Remember that time when we were watching Van Walker upstairs in Liverpool Street? Yes, the Taboo Bar. That's it. And um, and I just sort of said to you, he'd been he'd been he'd played about six songs, and I said, well, he could just he could just sing anything now, you know. <laughs> and then that he came out with um, that Bob Dylan song, Baby Blue, oh. and we just looked at each other and like, well, there it is. He could just sing anything and make it like it was amazing. Oh. So the Teskey brothers were amazing and then um, the Cat Empire were on and I had a crowd moment where I thought, I don't think I can stay and listen to the end and then go out with all the people. Mm, Okay. So I didn't get to see the Cat Empire. I I love them. I have seen them before and they're fantastic. Yeah, me too. This is my review of big time concerts with lots of other people Mm because there were... 
I would Doozy reckon it was a thousand people. I thought four thousand, but I <laughs> I can't count people. I'm hopeless. We don't know about people in Tasmania. No, so but there was you know lots of people. There were more than three. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that was it was quite good because I got to sit at the front and I got a dedicated booze line and a free cocktail mm. and you know so all that was quite good. I left early so I didn't get that crowd, but there was no dancing because the crowd was too big to allow dancing. Mm. Due, due to COVID requirements, and that, which was a bit of a bummer. But because of that, you were only allowed to leave your seat to go to the toilet, to get food or drink, or to get first aid. Mm. So I've never seen so many people dance their way to getting food. <laughs> like stand up and be like... So everyone was going to get food. Everyone in the aisles walking down to get food is just dancing along, you know. Like and, a con- conga style. Yeah, two steps forward, a step back, two steps forward, step... Oh, you know, so, so that was really fantastic mm. to see to see that. Really Improvisation, fun. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, no one can tell you not to dance, really, can they? No, just... make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. So that's my experience of the big concert mm. and... It was good, but only because I had special tickets. Yeah. And, and expensive, really. Yeah. Really I, expensive. I've got to say that um, I don't get as excited about the big, big stuff. Even Falls Festival, yeah. you know, where like the Falls Festival that set up that I use is that I stay with two really good friends who were in the line that you overtook. I think I'm a snob. Yeah, the thing you, yeah, the snobbies. And um, stay at their shack, and and it's just a, such a great setup. But even even with that benefit, the Falls Festival is, is just too much for me. Too many people, and a little bit too full on. And yeah. you like a good portaloo. I love a good portaloo, and they're they're a long drive. Yeah, let's not go into it. But I like it all. <laughs> <laughs> and the falls. But yeah, I even though I love that, I don't get as excited about that as I do the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah and the the booze is always expensive and stuff. Whereas yeah, that's true. Um, when I awoke the very next morning and checked my emails because that's what you do when you've got no life. You wake up and check your emails and hope that someone loves you. We all love Michelle, it, by the way. It turns out that someone did love me. <laughs> Cap tears. Oh, yeah. Um, that the amazing Teresa Dixon. Oh, she's lovely. Oh, who, of Stragglers um, fame and um, Dead Maggie's, was having a gig at her place at Gibbo Shed. And it was Van Walker and Ben Salter, two of our very famous favourite um, artists on the planet. And we went off down to Grove to Gibbo Shed and took our own booze and just sat in the corner and listened to those two men play amazing music with about, what, 25 other people? I've... I l- have loved being your friend since grade seven, Michelle, but that is the pinnacle of our friendship for, for me. I did not, I was not on the list and you were, and I was your friend that day and I got to go. I was so happy. Oh, I was so excited. I woke up and saw the email and, oh, I got, I got to text Jules. I got to text Jules. And so I, I text and, and, and you came back with, like, I could, you know, it was by a text, so you can't really tell this, but I could go, oh, 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 let's go, we got to go, we got to go. We're going. <laughs> it was so exciting. <laughs> so exciting. So going down to that gig where, you know, even though I had great tickets for the, the night before, we went down to that gig and I was, I, I had to be careful 
that I didn't move in the wrong way because I would have touched Van Walker's guitar. Yeah. I had to be careful that I didn't draw attention to myself as to how excited I was. <laughs> I was a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. So that was absolutely amazing. Absolutely funny. And, and Ben did the opening set. Mm. Ben Salter, one of our very favourites. Rushed from Mona to make it there. Rushed from Mona and he did all my favourites, yep. I think. Yep. He did Doherty mm. and he did Doant River. Yep. Um, he did went for a swim. Oh, um, yep. What's the one, that your alarm? Oh, my alarm goes, um, you know I can't just can't take this anymore. <laughs> yes. With all your shit lying around on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, that, so that one as well. And he was pretty relaxed and he was cracking jokes even though I've heard him tell jokes and he's the worst joke teller. <laughs> I did not know that about it's him. Rude. He tells jokes like, why do elephants drink? Oh. To forget. Oh, no, that's not bad, is it? I don't know if he's told that joke. That's probably funnier. <laughs> that's one of my jokes. But <laughs> that's a pretty good joke. Uh, but that's the sort of joke he tells. And it's just like, no, Ben, stick stick to the singing. <laughs> He worries. I just did like I cannot believe that he worries about everything. He worries about his banter. He worries about his l- lack of joke. Like, how can someone so talented worry about it, bloody anything? I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get it either. So Ben, if you're listening, because I know that you're now a, a carpeteer. Oh, yeah. Um, we love you, and mm. we like the banter and the jokes. So keep keep it going. <laughs> um, maybe look for some fresh material though. Oh, <laughs> but he was really—it was a really fun set, and he was—he was relaxed and funny, and there was lots of banter between him and the crowd, and that was really great. I think he was a bit grateful to get out of the basement. Oh yeah, at Mona, because I can't—I don't know how he's doing that. That's four days a week in the basement at Mona, where people just come and stare at you. He's yeah, and he often says like they people just are bemused. They just don't get it. Like, do they clap? Or shall we clap? Or shall we talk to you? No, like yeah. I mean, I I just love that awkwardness in yeah. ge- in life in general. You know how um, some people say, "Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to meet you at the pub because I don't want to get there first and be awkward." I, you know, I, I don't mind that at all. I just I love all that kind of awkwardness and ringing up people. You know, oh, when you have to ring up people I, and I that awkward side. It. I love it. I love it so much. I can't stand it. That's why. That's why we're friends because I've got no social skills in those awkward oh. moments. And you have all the skills. Skills, no. I don't know if it's healthy or unhealthy, but I just love it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, after Ben, there was Van Walker. Well, yeah, there was a bit of a, a young fellow did a few numbers. He yeah, was, that was nice. It was nice. Yeah. Bit, it was really great to see just people sort of hopping up on the stage. Up having yeah. a go. So there was a bit of a break. He said, oh, just do four songs. He what? did Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I didn't. I was at the barbecue, yeah. making friends at the barbecue. <laughs> Oh, that's right. See, again, I stayed in my chair in the corner because I'm just too frightened to talk to anyone. And you're off making friends and cooking sausages for I me. Took, yeah, I took I cook sausages and I took vegan hamburgers because I thought, oh, what if there, there are people? Gosh, I just presumed that there would be vegan people there. It's so funny. So I thought, oh, I'll just take vegan. And then when um, when Teresa saw, um, this is this is my son. Hello, how are you going? I'm making a podcast with Michelle. Oh, sorry. That's all right. That's How all right. You you, you're live on the podcast. Yeah. Are you? Um. Have you eaten anything? Yeah, I'm fine. I was just calling in to see where you were. There's nothing. There's nothing worse than an overprotective son, is there? <laughs> all right. See ya.
<laughs> Bye. Bye. And to, I was cooking these vegan things and Therese said, oh, there may have been non-vegan stuff on the barbecue. She was really worried me, worried about me and my vegan hamburgers. I was like, oh, no, you could not be further <laughs> from what is going on. Um, your glass seems to be empty. Do you I need know. to refill? Excuse me, Mr. His Grumpiness. Could you facilitate my friend here with a little more rosé? Because we are a fan of rosé. So if you are a rosé maker out there, carpet, <laughs> carpeteers, we're really keen to promote your rosé, particularly oh. Oh, we're a particularly fan of Tasmanian rosés. I cannot believe that I'm a fan of Have we talked about this before? I, oh growing up with my beautiful parents who were wine lovers who did not ever drink rosé because it's not the wine that you drink. And then... And then when I um, started being really good friends with you and you were such a rosé, I'm thinking, oh, I'm nev- she's never going to change me. I'm never going to be a rosé lover. And then we went on that wine tour and one of the, one of the oh, vineyards yes. we went to, there was this lovely gentleman and he explained about his rosé and how it was the cash crop. And so it, it's a really um, – they they sell a lot of it and they sell a lot of it early and so it covers the costs of all the other kind of more um, upmarket. And I just I love the idea of it being a cash crop and so I've loved it ever since. So I, I have no recollection of that. Oh, really? Cause, well, because oh. I was too – because he was so lovely because mm. we – we went on a vineyard tour in um, in Victoria. Mm. And it the, was wine and it was gigs. Wine and gigs, yeah. yeah. That's important. Yeah, yeah. We went to the Mount Macedon Music Festival. Oh, that was great. So that was great. And then we went to Port Ferry a bit after that. But um, I, I don't remember anything he said other than how lovely he was and that he took us into his kitchen and just feed us booze. Oh, he did. The loveliest rosé, which just tastes like strawberries. Mm. I can't, wish I could promote his bit of stone, oh. Stonefield or something like that. We 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 really did well, though. We bought a lot of his wine. We did. Yeah. I think you might have drunk a lot of it. I know. I was dedicated passenger. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had... Uh, you know, a little bit of driving to do, mm. but you know, it was it was really nice, and he was lovely. It was like going and hanging out with your dad. It who was, was lovely. Just, who was just feeding you wine. Mm. It was perfect, really. Then wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now we've got our rosé refills. Thank you, Van. Oh, yeah. So he um he was after Ben and after the other guy and after I'd made friends on the barbecue, and he played some of his new album, Ghosting. Yeah, and I really know those track. I mean, I know all of his stuff well, but I really know those um, recent ones well because they're the only ones that are on streaming services. Yeah, and so I've just been listening to them flat out, and they are amazing. He's so prolific. You know how some um, artists can kind of get diluted yeah. with their material, yes. and he just doesn't, and all really amazing. And his kind of new stuff sounds. Some of his new stuff sounds like his old stuff and some of his new stuff has kind of got this new twist on it. Yeah, like mm. there's one of his songs. It might even be the first one on the album. I, it doesn't quite sound like mm. him, but it's so good. It, even though it doesn't quite sound like him, it's really, really great. So he was promoting that, wasn't he? So he did a few of those. A few of those, yeah. And then he was taking no requests. Like he knew exactly <laughs> what he wanted to do, which was fine. I kept yelling out requests at him. He just kept looking at me like – 
how do you even know that? Who even are you? <laughs> I yelled sticks river at, at him and he just sort of looked like, well. Yeah, he was amazing as always. He was great. So his first tracks, I think, they were his best ones, yeah. But then to end with, he ended with The Rabbit. Wild Grass. Yeah. He describes it as a really happy song, but The Rabbit finds the love of its life, then the love of its life goes away and all of his friends abandon him and then he drowns. He works out that the love of his life and him can't live in the same space together because one of them will die. Exactly. And then so one of them does die. Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) So he thinks it's a happy love song. Um, Yeah, but don't be fooled. I suppose if you think Romeo and Juliet was a romantic story. I couldn't. I just never don't get attached to those kids. You know they're going to (laughs) die. I'm his um, friend, (gasps) Van's friend, on Patreon because I give him money. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Patreon. That's the best way. Speaking of Patreon, we have a a sticky carpet's Patreon. So if you go to Patreon, if you love this podcast, Carpeteers, and you think that we should drink more rosé or you just want to keep us going with more amazing equipment and tell us how much you love us and Mm. give us virtual hugs. Thank you. You can go to Patreon and give us a bit of money. We've got two Patreons so far. Have we? That's amazing. Thank you so much. It's great. One might might be my partner and the other (laughs) one might be my brother. But but that's pretty exciting. I think that's good. Oh, my God. I better get my family on board. That means that's $7 a month we're getting at the moment. (laughs) That's like half a bottle of wine nearly. We're going to need a little more for for the rosé. So if people Mm. want to go to patreon.com and then search for Sticky Carpets, you'll find us. If you go to the $5 one, you get some secret material that we dumped because that's too rude to go <gasps> on a podcast and or maybe we were just being we were too drunk and we couldn't put it on the podcast but it would be a bit of fun michelle has got a rude side i don't i'm totally fine yeah okay so because i'm friends with van on patreon yeah she um, said that before but the one i really liked on it's like patreon, a secret code oh sorry it's it, like it a is. secret code is. really isn't it but he and he did this song and I had heard it on Patreon as well, is he does a version of Raglan Road. Oh. Oh, my goodness, by the Dubliners. Yeah. Um, And it's just the best version of Raglan Road. And I just, you know, that voice, that deep, deep voice that he's got that takes you all the way down and is like eating chocolate cake and somehow becoming immersed in chocolate cake and eating it all at once and not getting sick. Mm. It's just Mm. amazing. So he did Raglan Road and he did a song that I really liked, which I don't think is on any album or anything yet, called Hades Lullaby. No, he said something about it. I think it's coming up. It's coming up. So I'm pretty excited by that because that was a very, very, very good, um, very, very good song. Yeah, it was. And then we went to the Republic Bar and saw him, didn't we? Yeah, Yeah, so St. Patrick's Day Carpeteers. We went off to the Republic to see a band called Streams of Whiskey from Melbourne, which Van Walker is the guitarist. And their banjo didn't play, I couldn't make it, so Teresa Dixon filled in as banjo player. She was awesome! And, yes, she was great. She's mm. really great. She's one of our very favourites. Mm. And she's so nice. Yeah, just... she's heaps nicer than we are. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so Streams of Whiskey is a band that sort of opposes Italian, Italian, not Italian. No, that's a lie. <laughs> it was a Pogues and there were many Pogues songs and they did covers of them 
they just had the vocalist guy and he just had the tambourine and he was playing. I don't know if that's what the original Pogues did. The thing that he would have had in common with Shane McGowan is the main singer of Streams of Whiskey. He had a tambourine in one hand mm. and a jug, jug of, of beer, beer in the other. Just like going for it, like oh. take a swig out of the jug of beer and, and bashing the tambourine against the um, root ceiling because he was so tall, this massive big bloke, and just building out these. He was like Peter Garrett tall, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and building out these really great pogues and uh, I was going to say Italian songs again. again. Lies. Irish songs on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> uh, just It was just fantastic. So There were so many of them that they couldn't fit on the stage. Yeah. yeah. And it was such a, an amazing noise. And um, they had the mandolin dude. Yes. And he was really understated and lovely. And the um, the drummer was also, but he was singing as well. Like he had a microphone. Yeah. So I'm like, where's that? Where's that harmony coming from? And also Van Walker was singing, and he so he did the harmonies as well. And then they had Teresa playing the banjo, and also piano. Fiddle. Fiddle. The fiddle was. Um, you forgot the fiddle, didn't you? You forgot the fiddle. No, I didn't I, forget the fiddle. She ca- was. Carpeteers, we have an issue between Jules and myself as I, to what the best instrument is in, I guess, folk, folk punk, Celtic folk music is. And I am absolutely here to tell you the best instrument is the fiddle. Mm. And the fiddle player was mm. excellent. She was really good. And she was seemed like she was really steady, you know. Yeah, she yeah. seemed to be totally re- responsible. So while others were downing shots of tequila, exactly, um, you know who you are, Van Walker, <laughs> and 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 sculling out of jugs of beer while they're playing the tambourine. Mm, then mm. she was very steady. But come on, you need to admit to your favourite instrument. It was the piano accordion, and the what piano accordion player was what so, is that about? He was gorgeous, and um, he was too proud. To actually, no, he wasn't too proud. He just begged. <laughs> he begged the audience. He said, I'm the piano accordion player and I need people to buy me beers. And then Van Walker's saying, Poor piano accordion player, doesn't get the beers, also doesn't get the roots. Yeah. <laughs> Poor piano accordion player. <laughs> he was quite cute. He was gorgeous and he was really lovely when I bought him a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Very gracious. At the end of the gig for the encore, all the oh, the whole yeah. band went out the, to the beer garden and and had you know more beers, and the piano accordion player, bless him, stayed and entertained the crowd and did the encore, and he played all this no, amazing played, stuff. Let me, let me come on, I'm going to do it. You ready? Oh, you ready? Yeah. So this is on piano accordion. It's and and the minute that started playing, I just went. Oh my God, what's yours? And you, you, I was I, at the bar. You're at the bar, and you go, I can see you going, Oh my God, what's for sure? And we're just going, Oh my God, he's playing aha on the piano accordion. I said, I said, That's aha, that's aha. And the, and the girl behind the bar went, What? <laughs> Where's Michelle? And then we got eye contact, and then everything was good. <laughs> but then he played like, What else did he play? It was amazing. Oh God, he played, um, he played, um, Jump by oh, Van Halen. This is a piano accordion. It was so good. And he did um, Come On Eileen. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he did, um, he did the final countdown. Oh, do, yes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> On the piano accordion. So 
And so all the other band, they just nicked <laughs> off to go drinking. And so he stayed and played these. and The uh, crowd went wild. It was so good. <laughs> it was great. It was really lovely. Yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. And so, he just came off all sweaty and embarrassed. <laughs> Like piano and we, we were just inside saying, oh, we love you. Here's your beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so mature. Yeah, he, I know. He must have loved it though. Hey, he must have. Like, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it was just so lovely. And yeah, so he's, he must have gone, okay, so the only people who want us is a couple of middle-aged old crones. <laughs> But much fun, middle-aged old crones. Oh, it was so! It was really fun night. I just loved it. And and, and what the leprechaun at the bar? Did you see the leprechaun? <gasps> was that the dude who was pla- He brought his own tambour. What's that yeah, thing called? Yeah, bodron. Oh. so he had his own bodron. He was dressed in a green suit with shamrocks on it, and the the leprechaun, or as his grumpiness says, lepreshan. <laughs> Yes, he, he reads widely. He doesn't speak very much. <laughs> He's so determined. <laughs> he washes his hands throughly. <laughs> oh my God. So the Lepretian at the bar mm-hmm. with the Lepretian hat and everything. And he's playing the Bodron along with the songs. Oh, he was, it was great. Just so great. He was lovely. And he was all on his own, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, you know. Isn't that how leprechauns roll? Aren't they? Aren't they? I fear I don't know enough on this topic. <laughs> I'll have to research and get back to you. It, it was a lot of fun though. So, oh, it's so great. you know, so we had the, these three amazing gigs. This one, well, I, I went to three amazing. This one with all these people, and it was great. But it was just too many. The bands are going to have to be fantastic. For yeah. Me to go too big. Yeah. I just. And it was quite good. And then we went to that tiny one with Ben and, and Van, which was just amazing. And all the audience were musicians themselves. Yeah. And then there was us, but, you know. <laughs> and then the, the streams of whiskey on St. Patrick's Day just with dancing and chaos. Yeah. It was just fun. It was really nice, that link between that the Grove gig that yeah. we went to and then lots of those lots of those people were then in the audience at the Republic. Yeah, it was lovely yeah. to see them no, again. That was fantastic. So that was the exciting parts of our last fortnight. So what what have we got on this fortnight? We must have a lot coming up. We had um we were going to the Echo Festival which was just north of Swansea, organised by Ange Boxall and she's just a pocket rocket. But because of all that deluge of rain, unfortunately, that's been postponed. She's Devo. Oh. But I think it's a good decision because we had to pitch our tents there and we would have been a bog. I was going to sleep in the car. Oh, were you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. But that means it opens it up to it does. other opportunities this weekend. It is. This weekend is the last Street Eats Franco. I haven't been to a Street Eats Franco no, at Franklin Square. It may surprise you to know that I haven't been to one without you. <laughs> when Michelle so, went overseas with his grumpiness, was it two years ago now? I went to one gig while you were away. <laughs> it was Ben Salter though. Yeah, yeah. And I did have a sore knee. Yeah. <laughs> No dancing. Yeah, so I haven't been to Street Eat Franco, so that, that's an option. And 1920 mm. are playing, and they're great for dancing, I think. I, I actually haven't seen them myself, but I think they might have lots of dance-worthy tunes. Cool. Uh, and my question was, are they as good as 1927? No one's as good as 1927. No, but 1920 will nearly be as good. So that's Franklin Square. I always go and buy the latest cocktail 
at whatever place is serving gin or apple um, and then go and get satay stick and just go crazy with gin and satay sticks. Sounds good. Let's do it. So so that's Friday night. Yep. On Saturday Mm. and Sunday is blues, brews and barbecues. Okay, that sounds cool. At the Brewing Company? At the Hobart Brewing Company. And the highlight for me is Kutcher Edwards. Oh. Now, our our friends from Flowerdale on, in Victoria uh, also love Kutcher. Oh, their daughter interviewed Kutcher for a, a school project. <laughs> he is the loveliest man. He, you can't help when you go and see him sing, even if you're not quite into the sort of music he sings, even though it's beautiful and he's got an amazing voice. He's so lovely. You just want to take him home because he's like a big, cuddly teddy bear. I just think he's fantastic. Restores your faith in humanity. He really does. Mm, He's amazing. But also playing is the Bad Dad Orchestra from Launceston. I cannot believe I have never seen them because you just rave about them every time you see them. Nine-piece band with brass section. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. We're doing it. Yep. And Pete Cornelius, who I just love. So he's playing as well. As one of the Squilly Mothers. very reliable. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's always just this quality every time. Um, And on Sunday, patron saints are playing. We love them. We love them too. So so there's really great stuff there. So that's on this weekend. And Ross Smithard, who we love. Bright Eyes, Bright Eyes. He's playing at Bright Eyes. We love him. On Saturday. And he's... He's so sweet too. I want to take him home. And he is gorgeous, and he can do anything, yeah. and with such grace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next weekend, mm-hmm. C.W. Stone King is in town, mm-hmm. and he's playing all over the place. He's playing. Um, I'm going to see him at Stefano Lubiano Lubiano with his grumpiness at um, which is a winery. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who's the dedicated passenger? <laughs> you may well ask. I, I may be the dedicated passenger. And that's a early gig on... On Friday? Is on it on the Thursday, Friday? Thursday. Thursday, okay. The day before Good Friday. Okay, cool. So, but he's also playing at the Longley. I think he's playing up at uh, in Devonport and oh, Launceston as well. I love the Longley. He is amazing. He's got a song called Jungle Blues, but I think that's how I'd describe his music. It's blues, but it's a bit groovy. It's like the blues. And I don't know if you've seen The Jungle Book. Yes. And there's a song the orangutans do. Oh. It's that style of music. Okay. Funky blues, jungle blues. It's Naughty Thursday at Replay Bar. That's where we're going. That's white where, suits. White suits. So the singles the singles bar, one of our favourite covers bands, <gasps> well, probably our favourite covers band, let's be honest, yep. um, are playing at Replay Bar, which is in the Elizabeth Street Mall, which I've never been to. Love a new venue. I think it's a games venue. It is. It's got that like sort of retro pinball machines and, and stuff. Space invaders and stuff. So mm. I think that, that could be a lot of fun. It just it makes me think that Darren Hanlon would love it. <laughs> he would. He's into that sort of stuff. Yeah. I'll have to take your we word could for that. lure him down. I'm sure. For those of you that don't know who that Darren Hanlon isn't just some random that she's picked up off the street. Darren Hanlon. For those of you, I'm sure you all know Carpentiers because. That's, you know, he loved music. That yeah. Darren Hanlon is one of our all-time favourite people from Gympie. He's beautiful. And I'm going to take photos on the night and send them to him <laughs> and lure him down. Yes, because that's not stalkerish at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's only allowed to come if he brings his beautiful wife. Oh, yeah, gosh. <laughs> wow, can that girl sing? Yeah. She's amazing. So, yeah, so what else is happening at Easter? Fluoro party at Irish with Brett College. 
Oh, how tempting. <laughs> that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, oh how many glow sticks? <laughs> so Brett College is one of our favourite covers artists. He is our second He's after, our second, the, white after the white suits. Because he is medley king. He's the medley king. He has the ability to take two, three, four songs that sh- do not have the right to live together in the same space and then put them together in a medley and you go, yeah, that makes sense. Or you'll just go, what is happening to my brain that those two songs were just merged into each other? Like you might do a pink song and merge it with an ACDC song. Amazing. But what about Britney Spears? Like- On Johnny Cash? <laughs> On Rick there was, Astley. There was a Johnny Cash that night. I'm just right. like, what is yeah. going on? Yeah. I just think if you leave him to his own devices, it's going to be just so amazing. Yeah. Now, Easter Sunday. Now, this is a band you haven't been to see, the 120 Wise. I don't know them. Speaking of cover bands, they're cover bands, but they do all our favourite songs. Like they'll do Fisherman's Blues, <gasps> then they'll do like To Her Door by Paul Kelly, mm. but then they might do Wide, Wide Open Road. Did you send them a set list? It's like they got my playlist <laughs> and said, yeah, we'll do all those songs. All right, we're going to see them. Is it, is it in our time slot? Is it like 5 p.m.? <laughs> I'm sure it is. No, 3 p.m. Oh, my goodness, is it really? 3 p.m. <laughs> so, awesome. so, so bring on Easter. Yeah, it's I reckon. fantastic. Mm, I was going to go camping, but stuff that. <laughs> <laughs> Too much good music. Too much good music. Why would you go camping? <laughs> Carpeteers, I think that brings us to the end of our very first podcast. Thank you for listening. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So if you're wondering, if you want to know more about us. And what's not to know. Yeah, you can go and check out our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. which at the moment is under Michelle Castle, Patron of the Arts. But Yeah. um, Or you can go to my Instagram page, so Michelle Lee Castle at Instagram, and look at all the amazing photos that I take when I'm half drunk on my phone. That's the reason that Michelle got a new phone. I got a new phone just to take drunken photos. <laughs> so there's a Facebook, Instagram, and also if you want a, a longer gig list, you can ha- have a look at my blog, Michelle Lee Castle, and that's on Blogspot. But you can get to that from our, our fa- from the Facebook page as well. So there's all that. And Patreon. Don't forget about Patreon. We need more booze. Thank you. Thanks, Capitiers. We will be in touch soon. We might have a little bit of a a break over Easter. What the hell? Because some of us are going partying in other states. Oh, yeah. That's not me. You should too, guys. Um, So, so we might have a little break over Easter, but we'll we'll be back soon. And watch our Facebook page, and we'll let you know when we're back. Thanks, beautiful. Thank you. Bye. Bye.